0: Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio, your podcast for Sea of Thieves News. There's always something to talk about, whether it be patch notes, whether it be bugs, whether it be exploits, whether it be cosmetics that personally I find beautiful but ugly at the same time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 64, and this is a rare occasion. We are actually recording this live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Davram. Quite frankly, I haven't had a lot of time this week, uh, and so actually sitting down and having, um, you know, an hour or so to record and then all that fun stuff, Um, it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. So instead of, you know, pushing the episode out, uh, I decided, why not just do it live on Twitch? It would be fun. Uh, it's kind of just out of the spur of the moment. I tweeted about it, but obviously, if, if you know, you're know you listening to it on the podcasting apps, if you're watching it on YouTube, nothing wrong with that. Obviously, drop the like, hit the subscription. We're getting closer and closer to getting that URL on YouTube. So uh, anyone uh, checking out Pirate Talk Radio on the YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button. Turn the notification bells on and all that fun stuff just so we can get that, uh, URL. Um, but yeah, so lots of stuff going on right now in Sea of Thieves, you know, season six is well underway. I've been putting more time into season six, uh, than I have. I know bef- that I did season four and, um, probably going to b- push over my time on season, uh, season five. Cause I'm just having a, a blast with the new stuff. Um, obviously for some people, you know, there's not, a lot of people don't feel like there's a lot of stuff that was added with the, the forts, but I'm enjoying myself immensely playing with, uh, Logan, playing with people from the Keelhaul podcast, streaming it. It's just been a lot of fun. Um, I don't know what it is about this season. I, I mean, again, they, they added the forts with the phantoms. Um, there, there's some issues that we're going to be talking about, but, I don't know what it is, but I just have this drive to play Sea of Thieves right now. And I'm really enjoying my time there. Um, And I think a happy birthday. I'm not going to sing, but I I promise. I happy birthday. to. No, I I swear I won't. Um, A happy birthday is in order right now um, for Sea of Thieves. Uh, Sea of Thieves turns four, four years old. Um, it was, uh, it was released four years ago. Uh, and every year I always look forward to what they're going to do, um, to celebrate, um, and more so celebrate us, the player base, um, for their, their birthday. Um, and they've got several things planned for us, uh, over this weekend. Um, there is the golden glory weekend, which, Usually for big celebrations and holidays and stuff, we can expect that to be something that's going to be happening. Um, so from March 18th at 10 a.m. UTC, don't have any idea what UTC is, but that's I'm I'm EST and that's the only time zone that I recognize. So there you go. Um so Friday, March 18th to Monday, March 21st at 10 a.m. UTC, we'll have Golden Glory weekend, which means you're gonna be doubling your gold you're going to be doubling your reputation and you're going to be doubling your renowned. So if you definitely have some busy times like I do in the next couple months with events and, and work and everything else, this is a great time to, uh, get that, get that renown up, uh, get a good chunk into your season, if not complete your season. Uh, so that way, you know, if, Life takes over and you don't have a chance to to keep playing uh, too much in season six. At least you have that season pass done. You've got you've got what you want out of it um, there. But that's not all That is that is. It, this is like an infomercial, right? That That's not all. It's, there's more, right? Um, there's also a few things that you can also get by logging in during that time. Um, If you log in uh, between the 18th and the 21st, again, Friday to Monday this weekend, you will receive free of charge, no strings attached right directly into your shipwright box, the illustrious Golden Sailor Wheel. So that is a free gift from Rare uh, to us, the players who log in during this fourth anniversary. Uh, it is the sailor's wheel, the basic wheel that that is just on the boats. Uh, but the difference is, it is gold plated. So it's gold. It looks really nice, actually. Um, I haven't logged in. when when I log in uh here after the podcast uh on Twitch uh for tonight's stream, um I'll log in. I'll I'll definitely put it on tonight and we'll definitely check it out. But just on the picture alone, it, it looks really nice. So um so that's that's that's, that's kind of cool. So that's your freebie. That's your freebie that you get. Uh, and then there's a couple things that you can purchase during this weekend. There is the golden sailor cannon flare, which you all know. If you've watched my streams, if you've heard my podcast, you know I absolutely hate cannon flares. I think they're a waste of your money. I think they're a waste of time. And I think they give you a disadvantage in playing. Sure, they look cool, but if you're trying to actually hit shots and and actually, you know, shoot cannons, the cannon flares are absolutely garbage. Um, and this one kind of adds one of the one of my favorite firework effects. Actually, the little twirly gold um, like spindles of light that fly out—that's uh, what the cannon flare is. I saw a video of it. To me, it's very distracting. Just like the other cannon flares, it doesn't dissipate fast enough. Again, it's cool that we have the opportunity to buy that. Um, however, again, cannon flares are garbage. So whatever, and and enjoy your fourth anniversary garbage. Please equip it so it makes it easier for me to sink you because they're awful. Uh, that can be purchased um, from Lorena, so you can get that from Lorena. I'm not sure if it's gold or doubloons or or what the currency is for that, but it is uh, purchasable from Lorena. Merchant Alliance have crates of the anniversary fireworks, so there's a firework, a fourth anniversary firework crate. Uh, that you can purchase and go and shoot things up in the air and, and have a good time with the fireworks. So, again, your freebie, the Golden Sailor Wheel. The uh, purchasable item in, in the game is the Golden Sailor Cannon Flare. And then you can also purchase uh, firework crates, uh, anniversary firework crates from the Merchant Alliance. If, if you want to put in some money for some cosmetics that you may have missed... I don't necessarily know if any of these have actually left the Emporium because it's Disney stuff. Um, But in the Pirate Emporium, uh, they're hosting giant discounts uh, for the weekend, 18th through the 21st again, um, for the fourth anniversary of the game. Um, This focuses squarely on celebrating Sea of Thieves, a Pirate's Life crossover with Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean. So there's a massive savings on any of the ancient coin items for the Disney Pirates of the Caribbean uh, cosmetics. Uh, That includes the costumes for uh, Jack Sparrow, Captain Barbossa, the Eternal Freedom ship set, the Black Pearl, if you will. Uh, Ship set, pets, a whole bunch of stuff. So basically, anything that was a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, Pirates Life cosmetic, there's a good chance that it's on sale right now at a very steep Ancient Coin discount. So if you are looking to get any of those Pirates of the Caribbean cosmetics, this would be the time to get them because for this weekend, they're extremely, extremely on sale. Uh, So make sure you definitely check that out if those are cosmetics and items that you would like to get. On top of that, if you would like some Sea of Thieves or Rare swag, uh, you can go over to the Rare store. And there is a 20% off discount on uh, certain Sea of Thieves merch and swag uh, for this weekend and this weekend only including they are releasing limited edition, limited time Sea of Thieves sneakers or shoes. Um, so, again, if you want some, if you're, if you're a, a huge fan of merch and swag and and showing off that you're a huge Sea of Thieves fan out there, go over to the Rare store uh, and you can get 20% off uh, uh, select items that are, are Sea of Thieves themed. Uh, and then also you can check out the limited edition, limited time Sea of Thieves shoes, uh, which are out for the fourth anniversary. Um, so that's what you get. That's uh, a lot of cool stuff. Um, that, uh, that the, the game is doing again, it's only on this weekend. So it's only from the 18th, which is Friday, uh, to the 21st, which is Monday. If you miss out on any of this stuff, tough to hootie duty, because that is, that is the weekend that you get your free stuff slash your purchasable stuff. If you miss it, well, don't go complaining because there you go. Sorry. It's like Twitch drops you miss it you miss it so that kind of sums up the news um obviously we um I'll be sailing on uh, on stream just about I think every day this weekend um with some folks um to celebrate the 4th anniversary um just kind of chill out have a good time uh, with with some friends um on stream uh Friday night Saturday uh, afternoon and evening and Sunday afternoon and evening Um, Again, obviously, if you're in the stream right now enjoying the podcast live, you will know it's twitch.tv slash Davram. If you are not, then you can come over to twitch.tv slash Davram, drop a follow, and check us out. 4 p.m. on Saturday, 4 p.m. on Sunday, and most likely, if you're listening to it on the, the podcasting apps or on YouTube, you've already missed the Friday live recording, so there you go. Sorry about your luck. Um, so let's talk about my feelings on season six so far. So I'm having a good time with it, right? Um. I was skeptical. I will say I was, that is an understatement. The word skeptical is an understatement of what I was going into season six. Um. Obviously they had a really bad, in my opinion, mess up with season four. We went into length about that. I thought they did a pretty good job of season five, even though there wasn't a whole lot of content um, uh, and people didn't really enjoy season five because of that. Season six really just made me feel like, I don't know if they had have the pulse on the player base. I don't know if they have the, like, I feel like they're just kind of losing it a little bit, introducing more forts when we already have forts and and forts and and forts and, and forts. Um, but now that I've played it, and now that I've actually got my hands dirty in these new forts, I can say this was a really good addition. It was It's awesome uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, one, you have the ability to stock up very quickly, very, very quickly. There are two of these forts per area, except for the roar. So six total forts. So it doesn't matter which outpost you spawn at. You can quickly go get your storage crate, fill up from the island sail to one of the phantom forts one of the new forts clear the phantom fort within easy 10 minutes even if you're not great um, at the game you just play it casually you, you just have fun you could probably clear it 10 to 15 minutes it's very quick the phantoms die very quick to a uh, blunderbuss shot uh, point blank a flintlock pistol kills them eye of reach obviously kills them uh, a couple slashes with a sword kills them you can throw firebombs at them whatever it is And you can kill them very quickly and clear it very fast. And then if you take your storage crate around and hit all the barrels afterwards, you can get 150 cannonballs minimum and a whole bunch of good food and sometimes some other special balls and and throwables and stuff like that. The loot's not great, but for 10 minutes of work, the loot is fine. The loot is absolutely fine. You get a mixture of Gold Hoarder, um, Order of Souls, and Merchant Alliance. Absolutely fine uh you get a nice chunk of supplies so i mean to be honest for for most veteran players you do one of these forts you've cr- probably got enough supplies for a couple hours um because you're resupplying as you go to to minimize the the uh you know the churning through your cannonballs and stuff like that very very easy because you get meat and pineapples and everything else so you get good stuff if you're if you're running an emissary, you can level up your emissary a little bit. Now, what I will tell you is one of the things that I was nervous about and actually did testing on was, is this going to give server hoppers, reapers, a very quick way to supply up and get grade five so that they can see what's on the server and then server hop and server hop because you know I am with server hopping. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, so I don't want server hopping to become easier in order to, to supply up and, and grade five and, and go. If you do three of these forts as a Reaper, you will not be grade five. You will be, I think, seven, uh, you're, you you will not quite be 50% through grade four. So three of these forts, so you're talking 45 minutes of your time without sailing and you'll only be about 50% through grade four. So I'm glad that whatever they did in order to make sure that, you know, this is an event so you don't get the event credit for loving up. You, you only get from the loot. Um, I do enjoy that, however it's programmed, to make sure that Reapers can't go get 150, 300 cannonballs doing two, grade five, see all the emissaries on the map, and then server hop if there's none, and keep server hopping and blah, blah, blah. I'm glad that that was taken to, into account. <clears throat> so um, you get nice supplies. You get a little bit of loot. Um, and then, of course, you can move on. And go do do another one. If you feel like you need more cannonballs, if you if you're not the greatest on cannons, move to another one. Get another 150 and some and some food and and you know, it really, in my opinion, is it's twofold. It solves it solves two things. One, it solves for the people who want to log in, do a cool event, uh, get through the event quickly, log out right? They want to do, they've only got a little bit of time. Maybe they're playing with their children. Uh, maybe they're, they're between a work meeting or something. Um, whatever the case may be, maybe they're going out that night, whatever the case may be, maybe they have an hour, maybe they have even 30 minutes and they want to play a little sea of thieves. You can easily and quickly log in, sail to one of these phantom forts, kill stuff, get some, get some looty booty, Sail back to the outpost, sell your stuff, make some money and be on your way for whatever, you know, evening you have, or maybe your children's attention spans, not that long, but you want to spend some time with them on a video game that you both love. (coughs) It's that quick and easy. I think that's great. I think it's a great feature. In all honesty, it's a feature that I viewed in arena because arena was like a 30 minute thing, right? Right with a little queue time. So if you had an hour or just under an hour, arena match would be great for you. Arena's gone now. So I love the fact that you now have a, a quick event that you can get in, do it, sell some stuff, get some stuff out of your playtime and log out. I think it's great. That, that's that's one thing I love, love about it. If you're a player that wants to play a little bit longer, you now have the ability to, level up your emissary a little bit, not a lot. You have the ability to set your crew up and your your ship up with a lot of supplies in order to have a longer play session with your friends and things like that. Lots of cannonballs, lots of food, like, like we talked about. I think it's great. I think I think this particular fort feature adds two really good things that the game needed. A quick supply and something for players who don't have a lot of time and just need a quick session to enjoy the game. Absolutely. Excellent. They are artistically done beautifully. I love the pulley system in order to get the loot quickly out to your ship or off to a rowboat. I think that was done nicely. I love how they're designed in the theme of, let's say the Tower of London. Um, I love the Spanish theme and the music is absolutely to die for. Um, I went into this season. I went into this update. I went into these new forts, very skeptical about what I would see and what I would enjoy. And I can say that I've thoroughly and absolutely enjoyed every part of the season that I've experienced so far. And I look forward to playing a lot more. Uh, and speaking of the season, um, Logan and I, uh, Lo- Captain Logan from the Keelhaul podcast. Um, We kind of have some things that we've kind of set out in front of us to do this season. Obviously, the season pass, uh, the new forts, uh, which we've been doing quite a bit. But we also want to encourage people to be doing the player-made treasure maps, right? The dig up or the buried treasure maps. So what we are doing is during our play session, specifically on Saturday, the loot that we get, unless we're doing something for our emissary. uh, But let's say we're doing Athena, only the Athena stuff are we keeping. All the other loot that is not revolving around our particular emissary ledger needs is being buried, and each island will have a minimum of five pieces of loot. And now I'm not saying, when I say pieces of loot, I'm not talking about castaway chests and foul skulls, right? Those might be in there, but I'm talking grog chests. I'm talking I'm talking captain's chest. I'm talking the ancient tribute chests. I'm talking any loot that we are not actively turning in for Emissary Ledger is getting buried. So if you see a map on the the shipwright, the, the little the uh, map thing on the outpost by the shipwright, and you see player-made maps, either player-made by Captain Logan or Ivar Blood, which is my in-game name, if you see a, a player app on those, you're going to get five pieces of loot. And I can say that probably nine times out of ten, you're going to get at least a couple decent pieces of items out of there. Not always, because I can tell you right now, we have buried some troll pieces out there. There are some trolls out there, and it's just part of the fun. But what we ask is that if you dig up one of our maps, just post a picture of the map or post a picture of the loot that you dug up. Um, if you have a Twitter account, please do uh, post it up on Twitter tag us at uh, uh, uh captain logan or at davram tv on twitter just just please post that you 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 did it if you would like to share um that way we know that people are out there doing them obviously we know people are doing them because our our emissary ledgers and stuff or not our ledgers but our renown and stuff are going up and, and we can see it in accommodations that people are doing them but, you know, it would be nice for people to tweet it out because I think this I think the buried treasure um, feature was really cool, um, but I think it died off really quickly. Um, and it's a great way to raise your now. I'll tell you that I got like I, I think I put down like six or seven um, islands worth of really, really crappy loot. Um before the season kicked over and logged in for the new season, got nine levels out of like five, six maps. So definitely a great way to lower or raise your uh, emissary value or not emissary value. Keep thinking it goes to that, but your renown level um, is a very quick way to do that. Um. Okay. So let's talk about some not so nice things that season six has brought. Because with everything nice, or with everything good, there's always something that's not so nice and that's bad. Because it's Sea of Thieves. So a few major, and I'm going to attribute it to server stability issues, have been introduced with this patch. We will look at a few things with the um, the patch notes here in a, uh, a minute. Some of the the high level items that I think are are uh, critical to call out in the patch notes. But with the Season 6 patch, there are several major issues that have gotten worse slash shown its ugly head. The first one is rubber banding. Now, this isn't just necessarily in PvP combat. I'm talking PvP and PvE. Players around the globe are complaining about major rubber banding. There have been posts put out on Twitter and Reddit and social media everywhere, um, videos showing this rubber banding. I have experienced it a lot Um, In this season, it's really not a fun experience, especially when you're in there, you're fighting. Let's say it's a PvE encounter. And you're in there, you're getting ready to swing or you're fighting something. And then all of a sudden you're in a different room. You rubber band back like 30 seconds or whatever. Not that much, but you rubber band back and you're like, where the hell am I? In PvP encounters, it makes it very bad because they might be rubber banding. You might be rubber banding. And it makes the overall combat experience just absolutely atrocious. So rubber banding is bad right now, really bad. Uh, the other thing is latency. There is quite a bit of latency going on from anything from um, uh, clicking and fighting. Uh, you know, click bang, um, sword sli- sword slicing, um, interacting with different things like uh, harpoon interactions or or anything that you know has some sort of interaction time that you anticipate and what it should be nearly instant. But when you actually interact with it, it has this little delay and or lag to it. Uh, So there is major latency issues. I think they're rubber banding and latency together. That's why I'm kind of attributing to I think they may have been trying to put something in place and maybe we'll see that in the patch notes. They're trying to put something in place to help with server performance, which is something they said they wanted to focus on. But unfortunately, it just hasn't worked. Um I personally feel that um I personally feel like the servers on a worse spot now than they were in season five, which is not good. Now maybe on a maybe on their analytics performancing side maybe the servers might feel like they're better or performing better and they can move on to the next step. But on a player-based side, it definitely feels like there's a lot of rubber banding, a lot of latency. And because of that, it leads to the last one, which is a lot of hit registration issues. Now, again, hit registration is obviously, it it happens all the time to everyone, but it feels the worst when you're in a PVP encounter because you lose, right? But I've noticed it a lot more and I've been doing a lot of forts and to be honest, the PVP and and the servers have felt kind of dead dried out at least in the, the many hours I've played in season six. We haven't ran into a lot of ships, some nights maybe one or two ships other nights, you know, we might have an hour where it's where there's a lot of ships, but in general, there hasn't been a lot, a lot, a lot of PVP action. And I think I can count on my hand one time where hit registration actually played a role into the, the combat, um and, and it sucked because we lost, obviously. But in PVE, when you're shooting phantoms or skeletons or cr- crustaceans, things are just not registering. They're showing they're registering and they're just not registering. So I don't know if again this is part of what they're they're implementing in order to try to fix server performance, um, trying to find ways to to better hit registration as they said they would be in the last their last podcast. But it's, it doesn't feel good right now. Servers do not feel very good right now, um, and seeing as though I have not seen a patch come out since season six, I assume when we switch over to Sea of Thieves uh, this evening, um, after after we finish this recording, I have a feeling that it's just going to be just the same. I'm hoping not, but we'll see. We'll see what happens when we when we get on the um, we'll get on the seas a little bit uh, in a little bit. But again, it's very frustrating because. Season five, I thought was really good, but because of the lack of content, people thought it wasn't that great. Season six, in my opinion, added a cool feature with the forts and what you can do with those. But it also introduced some really bad server performance, which again is a negative that people will definitely chalk up to season six as a bad thing. And I just wish that one of these seasons could come out And the content is good, players love the content, and the server performance is good so that Rare gets that, you know, two thumbs way, way up on one of these seasons. But we haven't had two thumbs way, way up on one of these seasons because it's either the server performance sucks ass or the content sucks ass. And it's like, they can't can't win on both. They can win on one, but the other one tears that one down. And sure, a lot of folks, including myself, say season three with A Pirate's Life is the best season they've done. I don't think anyone will disagree with that. But if you actually want to look at it, if you took Jack Sparrow and Disney out of A Pirate's Life, The servers were atrocious. The new Tall Tales were buggy as hell and atrocious. Hit registration was bad. There was so much bad with season three. It's just the fact that the content blew our our minds and was absolutely outstanding with the new Tall Tales and Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones and the Ferryman and all that stuff. It blew our absolute minds that we kind of just overlooked the fact that there were major server issues. But it's just crazy. Like, I don't expect that every season is a pirate's life. I don't expect our minds to be blown every single season with Disney characters or these pirates of legend or these tall tales of epic proportion. I don't expect that at all. I don't even think they should come anywhere close to that every season. But what I would like to see them do is have a season that is full of fun, engaging content that encourages player interactions, either hostile or not with server stability that holds it up. I want players to be able to say, this content is cool. It might not last me three months. It probably won't last me three months. But at least I can say it's fun. It's cool. I got a good amount of playtime in it. I had a good time doing it. And the servers felt bad when I was playing it. That's what I want Rare to be able to, to, to produce. And they haven't been able to do it yet. They have not been able to do it yet. And for me, that's really disappointing because I love this game and I love season six so far. But when I go through and next, you know, at the end of the year, when I go through and rate my seasons, I'm not sure if season six is going to stand up. I'm not sure if it's going to stand up this year. And now again, we've got, we've got the summer coming up, which is always a big time for rare on sea of thieves. We've got that coming up. So something big is probably going to drop in our laps, you know, during what would that be? Season 6, 7, what season 8? Season 8. It's probably going to be huge. It's probably going to be big because they always do big things during the summer. But with that being said, will season 6 at the end of the year like live up? If we combine the first You know, we we combine one through five or one through four, five through nine, whatever, whatever the numbers we're going to be at by the end of this year. If we combine those, will season six be in the top three? Will it be in the top five? Where will it be at the end of the day? Because right now I can say I thoroughly enjoy the content that's coming in. But the server stability that was the, the problems that they introduced with rubber banding latency and hit registration for this season is definitely going to take a major, major, major hit in my mind when I'm going back through and looking at the success of this season. Now, maybe, just maybe, in the next patch, when they introduce the next adventure here very soon. Maybe they will put a fix in there for some of these issues. And maybe the last two months of the season is going to feel really, really good. And then this first month, first month, will forgive them and forget about it. But as it stands right now, the season, the content on this season, I think is outstanding. But the server performance is shit. And we have to take that into account. When we're looking at the overall success and the overall, I don't know what we want to say, the overall impact that season six has, right? It's got a lot of lore bits in it. It's got a lot of fun things to do. It added this new thing that, that players can quickly get in, get out. Players can supply up for a long run. But when you take into account the server performance, Will season six actually go down as a successful season or will it fall down to things like season four where the servers again were awful, but the content was also garbage or even worse a season like season one or two where the content was lacking and the servers were bad. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to land right now. I'm having fun with it despite the really bad server performance. <clears throat> so let's go to the patch. Let's uh, let's dig down to the patch and let's see um, what are some of the notes uh, in the patch. I'm going to put my book away because I don't need this anymore. Um, let's check out some of the patch. I'm not going to go through them all. I'm not going to read through them all. Um, but if you would like to know what is the full readout of the most recent patch for you know, the season six patch, you can go over to seofthieves.com slash release dash notes. That's seaofthieves.com slash release dash notes, and you can see everything broken down, including the closing of the arena, Sag. The new pirate emporium um really i uh, God, the aisle hopper thing could have been so cool, but it glows and that's just garbage. Uh, you can read the, the readouts about the new forts and all that fun stuff. And then you can get the complete list of the patch notes. So let's go down through here and, and look at this. So the first thing uh, that I see right off the top and right off the bat is the scuttle ship reminder. Players who are defeated by another crew three times in a quick succession will now be shown a reminder of an option to scuttle the ship and move to a safer location. Pressing the menu button then leads directly to the crew management menu to begin the vote to scuttle. So in their last podcast, uh, Sea of Thieves said that spawn camping on boats is something that they're looking into. It's not fun and the game has no way... of of protecting players, helping players um, who are being spawn camped in order to stop it. They said they were looking at options in order to help this not to happen. Um, And they would be diving into these different options uh, in the future. I think this is the first thing they're going to try, which is letting players know that they have the ability to scuttle the ship. Now, scuttling the ship is not fun, especially when you have loot on it. It's not fun, right? You're scuttling your ship, your ship's getting destroyed, all your loot floats to the surface, they take everything anyways. But it is a way to get out of a bad situation where you're just getting spawn camped, the other players, they're having more fun being toxic assholes just killing you, and they have no intention of actually sinking you, or they have no intention of sinking you in a timely manner where your play session is not interrupted. So scuttling is definitely an option for you to get out of those situations and move on. So it is nice that they at least put this in here to remind players or tell players who might not know you can scuttle your ship that this is an option for them to do in order to get out of this bad situation. I don't think this still fixes the problem. And I believe Sea of Thieves will be doing more in order to, um, to, to, to work on this. There's a lot of different ideas and a lot of different things they could do out there, including if an enemy is on your ship, right? Not someone in your alliance, but a player who's not in your alliance is on your ship. A timer starts. And as that timer ticks down, your boat starts to get holes in him. Now, this would definitely alert you of Tucker's being on your boat, right? Because that's an enemy on your, on your ship. And all of a sudden you're taking holes. So you know someone's there. So sorry, Tucker's, I don't like you anyways. So there you go. It is definitely a way to play the game. I'm fine with it. Do I tuck every so often? Yes, for the giggles, the laws, and to eat sometimes so I can, you know, fill my face while I'm still playing the game. But at the end of the day, that's another option to alert the player that there is someone on their ship if they're tucking. But number two, if they are being spawn camped and the other players are trying to, you know, keep the ship up just to kill players because, yes, there are TDM assholes out there. Who feel that it's more fun to jump around the ship like a, a, a jack off, a jack off jackrabbit, and just kill you instead of actually sinking the ship and playing a pirate's game? They don't care about the loot usually; they just want to kill you. They just want to, you know, drop their insignificant epee on your face. It's just how it goes. But what they could do is, the longer they're on your ship, your ship starts filling filling with holes. Therefore, it still gives you the opportunity to come back and maybe beat them, plug up the holes and save the ship. But it also means that if they want to keep your ship alive and continue to spawn camp you as you come back from the Ferry of the Damned, they now have to repair your ship and bail your ship, which means that takes them off of the spawn points if they would like to keep camping you. So that's another option that I thought up. Is it something Rare is going to do? Probably not. But again, I think stepping outside of the box and thinking about ways that the game can assist and stopping spawn camping. Players obviously have the control to stop spawn camping. You can log out. You can scuttle your ship and, and go somewhere else. There's a lot of options. But yes, I know it feels bad and things like that. And I and I think the game, specifically for new players who may not know that and may, not, may get discouraged from a spawn camper and just quit the game and just quit permanently, um, I think things like this reminder um, or ways to, to help get those folks off your ship like, you know, basically the game is sinking your ship for you. Um, I think those are options that rare can also consider in the future. I don't know. There's a lot of things they could do out there, but again, it's a fine line because you want to make sure the players have the ability to come back from a bad situation because some players like myself like to fight back till the bitter end. Um, But also make sure that players who are having a bad interaction with another player because of spawn camping, have the ability to get out of that situation. Changes to emergent threats. Um, These uh, impact the gold skeletons, the shadow skeletons, and the siren leaders. So gold skeletons, if you didn't know, if you've been living under a rock or have never known this before, if you splash them with a bucket of water, they become uh, rusted and they become vulnerable to damage. While rusted, these skeletons will also take more damage from ranged weapons and explosives. So if you, if, if you splash them with water, they will become rusted for longer. They're already rusted for a good long time, in my opinion. But now they'll be rusted even longer to give you more of a chance if you need to go reload or something like that um, and come back. The Shadow Skeletons I know are more annoyance uh, for players. I didn't have a problem with them. Yes, they're annoying, but I never have a problem with them. Fort of the Damned is one of my favorite events in the entire game. So the Shadow Skeletons I'm very familiar with killing. Um, But the Shadow Skeletons exposed to light are now made vulnerable for longer, allowing crews to capitalize on their weakness. So if you shine your lantern on them, they're going to be vulnerable for longer. So if you can shine it and switch to your weapon and kill them, you know, it's going to help players kill them a little bit easier. Again, I didn't have an issue with them. Yes, they are annoying, but I didn't have an issue with their, their, the way they were. Um, but definitely, again, a lot of people don't necessarily like PVE or some players, uh, might not be that great at a, at a game like this and just enjoy the the aesthetic. They enjoy being a pirate. So giving the, gi- giving these things are not big game impacting things. Um, they're just more of a nice quality of life for players who are out there hunting. Uh, Siren leaders and siren grunts below the wave should now use ranged attacks more frequently rather than their melee scratch attacks. So they're going to be shooting you from range, which means you can shoot them from range instead of them up in your face scratching your eyeballs out. With the arrival of new sea forts in each region, uh, skeleton ship world events have now been consolidated and these world event battles are now will now only appear in a single location near the center of the world. So probably right around the, uh, I believe there's a spawn point for these right around the Sea Dog Tavern. My guess is that's probably where these are going to spawn. Which means if you don't like skeletal, uh, skeletal fleet events, just avoid the center of the map when the, they're up. You just avoid it. Uh, let's see here. The uh, Sandy Corsair Sea Dog set is a new uh, a new costume or not not a new costume a new cosmetic clothing set available to purchase at Gold. Um, let's see here. Uh, past season gameplay emotes. We talked about this last stream last week on slam Lorena now offers two previous season locked emotes for purchase of doubloons players will uh, players willing to part with a large and it is large number of doubloons can now purchase the barrel Hide disguise and the rolling dice emotes. I've been saying I've been saying for a while the dark Adventurer set was the gold dump that the game needed. Past season rewards are going to be the doubloon dump. I kept saying that they're going to put a doubloon dump in there. I've got like 22,000 doubloons. There are other people with like 30, 40, 50, 60, 90, 100,000 doubloons. <laughs> Rare knows that there is an issue with doubloons coming to you and you're not getting doubloons back. They've also started to give doubloons back out for accommodations um, and things like that. So doubloons are going to be rolling in slowly. And I think you're going to be spending them quickly. And I think it's a great idea because they said the seasonal um, awards, even though I don't like the fact that you give us an exclusive seasonal item. And if you don't get it, you shouldn't get it ever again. Like that's just how it is. But see if thieves is nice. Rare is nice. And let's be honest, aside from a few things, they don't believe in exclusive things. Even if they say limited time. Even if they say limited, even if they say exclusive, don't worry, 99 times out of 100, whatever that exclusive thing is, is going to come back to the game somehow, either through Twitch drops, either through now the bloom purchases, it's going to come back to the game somehow. So just hold tight. So it looks like previous season locked uh, emotes, at least two of them right now are coming back in. Um, for doubloon purchases. So there you go. Keep a hold of your doubloons. And I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of this stuff, bringing back some of those season things, um, and allow, allow players who miss them at that point to buy them, uh, with doubloons. I don't like it. I really don't like it because I like exclusive things. I like time limited things. I like if, unfortunately, if you weren't playing at the time or didn't get it that you don't get it. I personally like that stuff, but I know a lot of people out there don't like that stuff and rare is too nice and aren't going to tell people to shove it. Uh, let's see now this one. Okay. So this one I think is really cool, even though I don't take part in this activity in the game. I think this is a great accessibility option that they've, they've added. Um, when players are fishing, the names of the fish rising to the surface To take a nibble on the bait are now displayed for easy identification. While this feature is enabled by default, improve accessibility for all players. It can be disabled by adjusting the show nameplate above fish in the settings menu. I think this is great um, for, for players who, who need that, you know, extra ability to see what is going on. um, Maybe some sort of visual impairment um, or something like that. I think this is great. And for those people out there who are are hunters call uh, grinders or people out there who are trying to get certain fish, this is amazing because you're going to see the name pop up and then you're going to be able to jerk your line out of the water if you don't want that fish and you can save your bait that way. So um, more so than accessibility feature, which is awesome uh, because again, Rare has continued to um, really put put their foot in the ground and saying, look, we're going to make our game as accessible as possible without taking away the... Core values of the game, and I think they're doing a fantastic job with this. Now, you, as people who are going after fish and stuff like that, don't have to wait until it gets closer to break your line and lose your bait. So there you go. Uh, there is now shop narration. Um, so whenever you're navigating through shops, there will now be a narration uh, that players uh, the play of uh, uh, narrate the player's wallet balance to improve easy uh, ease of purchasing. Uh, I think they need to work a little bit more on their narration. Um, I know one of the things that was brought up um, by Big Bad Pad, I believe, um, this, one of his uh, friends that he sails with um, is blind and, and loves this game and loves the accessibility options that are coming in the game. But one of the places that is not uh, accessible to uh, folks who don't have sight is the um, Pirate Emporium. Um, so, unfortunately... They're not able to know what the Pirate Emporium, there is no, uh, uh, narration to tell them what things look like, uh, to even tell them the name or how much, uh, and they want to purchase things out of there, right? They, they, they have money that they would like to, to give to rare, to get cosmetics. Um, but as it stands right now, you know, they have to get their buddies or their friends to describe what the things are or tell them the name of the things and assist them in purchasing them because that is one of the shops or one of the features in the game that doesn't have narration. So I think Rare is doing a great job. Um, you know, they're bringing out accessibility options each and every patch, uh, but there's definitely some, thing, some, some opportunities for them still, right, to, to continue to grow um, that accessibility option. Um, let's see here. Anything, uh, here, I'm not going to read anything about the sunken kingdom because the sunken kingdom is garbage anyways. So no one cares about it. Do, do, do. And in fact, right here near the bottom, it does say performance and stability server stability has been improved, reducing scenarios where crews are removed from a game session. That may be true, but whatever they did there caused some more issues. So I had a feeling we would see that in the patch notes. And unfortunately, huh, they broke things. They broke things. It's it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. It does look like they also, there's a fix in here. They talked about rubber banding. That clearly, whatever they did there, did not fix what they wanted to fix because it's awful right now. It is absolutely, absolutely awful. Um, so definitely some things, um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely some things that they need to, to take a look at there. Um, they have some other, you know, just general environmental fixes, you know, uh, collision with different mobs and stuff like that. Again, you can go ahead, uh, head over to com slash release dash notes if you would like to see the complete rundown um, of everything. Uh, but that's kind of the highlights that I noticed um, as far as. Um, uh, things in the patch that I thought were um, were notable to call out. This is patch 2.5.0, and that is the first patch, i.e. season six. So the other thing that we've got coming up here, and I hope you're all excited for it, and I just dropped my book. That's the wrong book, though, so I'm not going to pick it up. Um the next thing that we've got coming up is the next adventure. Um so if you're interested in checking out the next adventure which is called Forts of the Forgotten, the trailer for Forts of the Forgotten will drop on March 21st. So please keep an eye on all of Sea of Thieves social media channels and their YouTube. Um so Forts of the Forgotten will be the next adventure, the little short adventure scenario that has just uh that just started with Bell The next chapter of that will be March 21st trailer. I don't know if that's when it releases, but that is when the trailer comes out. So I would assume the release date would be probably the following week or something like that. The other thing that we still have to look forward to that did not get pushed out at the beginning of season six. um, It did get delayed. That is the new pirate legend uh, voyages and the new pirate legend um, things. That they're going to be introducing. I assume that's when we're probably going to get the Pirate Legend weapons, um, the reskinned arena weapons. Um, But that also hasn't been released either. So maybe whenever we get the Forts of the Forgotten, the next adventure, the Pirate Legend stuff will come in and they will kind of tie themselves together. But I am definitely looking forward to it. I know I had a great time uh, and I have a little review um, a few episodes ago of the first adventure. I had a lot of fun with the first adventure. I thought it was a good start. So I'm anxious to see what they do to improve the next one, especially with these beautiful sea forts out there. Based on the name, I would assume that whatever we're going to do in this next adventure deals with the forts. Um, In the forts itself, there's a couple secrets that you can unhide and stuff like that. But one thing that we cannot access right now is indeed the jail which has a summoning circle or a ritual circle on the ground and a dead skeleton. Um, and of course the title screen for season six, though it doesn't have an official title, there are a whole bunch of relics, dark relics all over it. So I have a feeling something um, in this season is going to hearken back to the dark relics. We're going to get access to the jail cell and find out more stuff. Um, but until we see the trailer, until we see those updates, we won't know what's going to come. We can just speculate. Forts of the Forgotten trailer drops on March 21st. So that is not too long ago, not too long away. In fact, it is at the end of the celebration for the four year anniversary. That is a Monday. So we may even get that patch later that week um, to introduce the new stuff. I'm not sure. We haven't got official announcement anywhere, but there you go. So that's going to do it for this week on Pirate Talk Radio. Thank you everyone who hung out in the live stream. Thank you everyone who's watched on the, uh, uh, podcasting apps and on YouTube. Again, please hit that like subscribe. If you're on the YouTube, if you haven't done so already, please come over to the live stream, twitch.tv slash We, uh, we stream for charity and look who just popped in the chat. Captain Logan, the keel hold master himself. I'm going to get him to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull him onto my ship again this weekend, more so than just once because we always have a good time. Um, But uh, thank you very much, everyone, uh, for the love and support. Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a good next week, and I'll see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.